right this morning. We have been in this series talking about the seven things, seven things that God hates. Which are but God looked blind tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, swift and evil, a false witness that supplies evil ones to the spirit and uh, I, I've been asked to speak on that book this morning um, about 600 BC. The uh, last of the Jews declared away to Babylon. The ruler of that Babylonian empire was a, was a man who was uh, King Nebuchadnezzar. And uh, this king was not a godly king at all. And he did a lot of really bad things. But even through all of this, God let him keep the throne and kept him in power. Even after he remembered he, he threw God's servants, sent back to the shack in the middle into flaming fire. He still kept the throne. But as the years passed, King Nebuchadnezzar became more and more arrogant and full of himself. And one day he threw a party for himself and he was just going around to everybody bragging about how great he was. And suddenly God took his mind away from him and made him go insane. He, he, he just fell down on the ground and he crawled on his hands and legs out into the pasture and became like the donkeys out in the pasture. And he remained like this, eating grass for several days with the oxen and He was totally humiliated. And after this, no one could follow him anymore. Finally, the Lord gave his mind back, but it was over for him and leadership. <clears throat> and they took his throne away and they gave it to his son, Bel- Belshazzar. Sorry, I thought it was too bad. And uh, Belshazzar wasn't any better. He was also a very powerful man. And God kept warning him to not be like his father. Daniel warned him, he said, about his father. He said, when his heart was lifted up and his spirit was hardened and pride, he was disposed of his kingly throne. And they took his glory from him. But Belshazzar was just swallowed up in he, he went and he got the, the golden cups and the silver cups out of his temple. And he brought, him, brought them in so he could party with his friends while drinking wine out of these cups. And as he, as he drank uh, his gods of gold and silver, his hand appeared. And this hand 
started writing on the wall. And he wrote these words, which no one understood. And it was translated, Daniel translated it. God has numbered your kingdom and finished it. You have been weighed in the balances and found wanting. Your kingdom has been divided and given to the kings of prison. That night he was slain, and his kingdom, the Babylonian Empire, was taken over by the Jews. God hates pride. He hates it. This pride that God hates so much is arrogance, self-honoring, haughtiness, and people are greater than others. The definition of pride that I would the body of Makes us oversensitive and we too easily get our feet It leads to jealousy and envy, so we resent other people and what they have. And it can lead to even taking joy in the misery of others. It causes us to have whole grudges against people. Hate is one of the roots of all sin. In John chapter 2 and 16, it says, From all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but of the world. Pride is not from God. When you think of these really evil cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, these places And they were so wicked, God brought fire. And they consumed the cities with fire. Why did God do that? God, God tells us why He did this in that city. In Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 39, He says, Look, this was the iniquity of the sister Sodom. She and her daughters had pride, fullness of food, and abundance of kindness. Neither did she slip in the hand of the poor or the And they were abominable. They committed abomination before me. Therefore, I took them away as I saw fit. What caused the wickedness of Sodom was pride. Think of someone who is pure and evil, the most wicked being in the world. There was one person that Jesus described as evil. If there's a villain in history, it is the devil. Satan has caused so much. He is so bad. He, he caused the fall of man. His name is synonymous. But it always wasn't like this. He once had glory and honor. They called him Son of the Lord. 
caused him to turn shame and become so evil. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12. says, How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, and you who weaken the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest side of the door. I will ascend above the heights of the cloud, and I will be like the most high. Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, the lowest depths of the pit. Whenever you lift yourself up, know that you will be brought down. It will happen. Proverbs 16 and 18 it says, Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit will fall. I don't think we realize sometimes just how dangerous pride is. It's not something to take lightly, because it's a very big deal. Pride destroys friendships. It destroys marriages. It destroys families. And ultimately, it can destroy your relationship with God and with other souls. All because of a lie. It's a lie. A lie you tell yourself. It's a dangerous life. You know, another word for pride is high-minded. You've heard that word. is a high-minded person. Well, if you look this up and find out what that word literally means, it means to laugh and smoke. And I thought that was really interesting because pride is like a magic trick. It's an illusion. It's based on the image of yourself that isn't you. In Jeremiah 49, it says, Your fierceness has deceived you. Of your hearts. When you, when you think you're something really great, you're deceiving yourself. Jesus said, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. Only God has a reason to look down on you. For us to arrogantly take that position is like taking it from God. Taking from God what is His. You remember, you remember when Jesus was really popular. The Bible was talking about that time when He was just the most popular person in the world. Because of all the miracles that He was doing. 
and the triumph of Israel in winning to be Jerusalem by the end of the And people were cheering. And they were throwing out the coats, the clothes, and putting the donkeys so he could walk on the road. And shouting, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed be the name of you. Imagine yourself living in that city of and you're in your house, and you walk out the door into the street, and all of a sudden, right when you walk out, that's when the shouting starts. Hosanna! Blessed be the name of the Lord. Shouts of cheering and everything. You don't see Jesus. You think it's for you. You think they're cheering for you. And you're like, yes, God. <laughs> I know I'm good, but you know, thank you, thank you. How embarrassing if you come around and see the one that they will cheer. Do you think maybe that's kind of like what heaven is seeing? The Christians in the presence of God become high minded and proud. And exalt themselves. How embarrassing it must be to see that from heaven when we commit this sin. John left us today for the Pharisee and the tax He also spoke his parables and they trusted themselves that they were obliged to despise them. Two men went to the temple and one of them said, You are a tax collector. The Pharisees stood and prayed thus for themselves, God, I thank you that I am not like other women, exclusive, unjust, adulterers, even as this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithe of all the things of God. The tax collectors and Should our response be to this teaching of Jesus? Should it be, Lord, please forgive me for the times when I've acted like this person? When I've behaved just like that to another people? Lord, please help me to be more like a tax collector. 
is very difficult to comprehend. It just keeps coming back to the world. Just when we think maybe we've overcome it, we find ourselves being proud of our humility. See, pride wants to be recognized. Pride wants to be exalted, wants to be praised. But it's never satisfying. There's always another lie we're going to tell ourselves. There was this little boy that came running after his mother. And he said, Mother, mother, I'm nine feet tall. So what are you talking about? I'm nine feet tall. He said, that's silly. You're not nine feet tall. Yes, I am. I measured myself. See, I'll show you. He took off his little shoe. And he measured his shoe. Like One, two, three, nine feet tall. We can be pretty big, depending on how we compare ourselves to what do you compare yourself with? We'd like to compare ourselves with other people. Especially people that may have no problems in thinking There are a lot of movies and TV shows about people that have problems. People who are morally corrupt or have these dysfunctional families. And they're entertaining. We like to watch them. Because, you know, I've got problems. At least I'm better than this one. I'm not as bad as that, that person out there, so hey. I just feel good, doesn't it? Second Corinthians 10 and 12. He says that they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. Think of the things that you're proud of. <clears throat> Maybe it's, it's money, the bank account, the possessions, the things that are Maybe it's your looks. Maybe you're good looking. Maybe your respect, your reputation, about your knowledge, or your education, or your job, or your position. I want you to listen to these words that describe a man. There is no beauty that you should desire. A friend of tax collectors and sinners. How does this man know better? How will he ever study? Is not the carpenter's As my father taught me, I speak these things. Can any good thing come out of that? He is despised. I am a wonderful as one who serves. I can of my own self do nothing. 
How would you compare yourself to this person if you didn't know who it was? If you didn't know who that was, how would you compare yourself? Are we better than him? Sometimes I have to fight with but I think I'm better than him. And I'm not proud of my pride to say if anyone had reason to be proud of Jesus, that he did not have a proud When we do something really awesome, we want people to know about it. We want, we want everyone to know what we've done. After Jesus healed a leper, he said, See that you tell them. After he, he made the blind to see, he said, see that no one knows it. The things of being, of course, as love suffers more than it's not. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Does not puff up. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Overcome pride. We have to stop comparing ourselves to other people. Compare ourselves to Jesus. Compare ourselves to Him. Instead, you can conquer the battles of God. Because God has shown us how. First, we have to love God. Psalms 10, verse 4. The wicked in his proud countenance does not seek them. God is in none of his thoughts. Fill your thoughts with God. And there will be no room for God. If you fill your thoughts by yourself, Instead, you'll have to die. This seems really simple, but it works. Think about what God has done. Think about what He's asked you to do. Think about what you're having trouble with, how you can improve on what He's asked you to do. Spend your life, spend your whole life, operating. Down at other people. The second thing you can do to overcome God, He tells us to love our neighbor as ourselves. Take a moment and look around at people in this world. Thank you.
tell them how to do all of I love you, too. We're all, we're all just servants of God. I'm often the servants of the same God. We all make mistakes. And we're all making mistakes and trying to get better. And we all struggle with sin. Each of us can be blamed. But sin is sin. And we're all sin. Stop thinking about yourself. Stop about And look at people. Really. And listen, listen, find out that the struggle, the that they're having a hard time, they learn what they're doing every day, and find a way to Sometimes all it takes is a few words to let someone know that you're not alone, that you care, to try to help lift the world in this little bit. Jesus said, Pride is a very difficult thing. I still live for a while. We, as often in the case of the college, we're going to do that now. 